Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, let's just get out of the way and let's talk about it the other day. I was walking around outside of my house, which sometimes I do do, and somebody saw me and they were like, I recognize that finger. It's the finger of power. And I don't appreciate its opinions. So they broke my flubbing hand. But more for them because I always have a backup plan. So at least for the next few weeks, the finger of power is going to take a rest. And in its place is the fist of power. And admittedly... That doesn't sound very good. But it does mean that I can still refer to this as the FOP, and more importantly than everything I have just said, it is time to give the good bits up and the bad bits a down for the latest episode of Raw. Was it any good, or did it wake us want to cry water from our eyes? Let's find out as we take the fist of power and give the good bits up and the bad bits down. Miz kicked off Raw with Miz TV, and his guest was none other than Cody Rhodes. And I tell you, right now this guy is just a super duper whooper star. I mean, he came out to so much pyro, we're going to have to grow some more. But why the hell wouldn't you want this? If you'd never watched wrestling before, and you were flicking through channels, and you saw this presentation, you would think to yourself, wow. Who's this guy? I was also genuinely intrigued to hear what he's going to say, which is half the battle. And also the crowd went nuts for him. So, so far, so good. Whereas The Miz decided to go, Hey, Cody, if you weren't the son of a plumber, you would just be a plumber. I was like, well, that doesn't seem very fair. I mean, he may have been a lawyer. He may have been a doctor. Maybe he would have worked in a cinema. You just never know. Cody had a nice reply, though, because he was all like, well, it's good that we're talking about this because, Miz, you're full of shib. Before he went, you know, you've also not changed at all. I'm not 100% sure that wasn't a swipe. This then got proper inside baseball, which I love, because Cody reminded us that he wanted to go after the unified WWE belt. And Miz instantly replied, oh, we don't call it a belt round here. A belt is what keep our pants up. We call it a title. And you just knew backstage Vince McMahon was melting down. But the whole point of this was to give you a wink, wink, nudge, nudge that maybe, probably, yes, we will, at WrestleMania Backlash, do Cody versus Seth Rollins round two. As ever, Miz then got all bad because he's sick and tired of everybody talking about Cody Rhodes and not talking about The Miz, which is why they're going to have a fight later. And Cody was like, yeah, man, I'll fight all the wrestlers. And Miz were like, we don't call them wrestlers. We call them superstars. Honestly, I know some people aren't into this. I think it's great. Miz then tried to attack and fell so badly he just fell out of the ring. And this is one of my favorite Raw opening promo segments for ages because once again, I'm just so fascinated to see what direction we're going to head. 
I am giving it up. Also, yes, Rhodes' Cody Vader, however you want to call it, is gone. But the replacement here is awesome. There's all this smoke. We've already talked about the fireworks. Then he just appears like he's a superhero. I mean, when I sit down and think about it, this may be even better. Although at pay-per-views, premium live events, make sure we bring it back. Veer was then on Raw again. And honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I half thought that last week, this was a figment of my imagination. Because he took so damn long to get to the thing. Well, I'm not entirely sure he's not going to vanish again. As ever, Raw then went Raw. Because even though last week we had said it's going to be Veer versus Rey Mysterio, it was actually Veer versus Dominic Mysterio. Rey was nowhere to be seen. And I'm pretty sure we were told this is a Champions Contender match. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. One, what championship are we talking about? And two, Dominic Mysterio lost to Miz last week in like eight seconds. And Vi- we've already talked about there, he couldn't even drive a car to the building. Domi is definitely not getting anywhere near a belt anytime soon, though. Because once again, this match started and within two minutes it was done. Veer applied the camel clutch, or they call it the cervical clutch or something strange instead. He had to tap out. Veer wouldn't let go of the hold. All the referees were like, please, please, you're killing the boy, you're killing the boy. Even though he's like 25 years old. And this was such a bad attack, Dominic had to be wheeled off in an ambulance to a local medical facility. The whole time Veer was just screaming, I strike fear into every man which is probably true if you set up some kind of party and send him an invite, because you know he's not going to turn up. But here's the thing. He took so damn long to get to Raw. This is exactly what you had to do with him. He had to come in and just be an absolute monster. So I'm giving it an up. But I swear, WWE, if you do that usual three-week thing and then you forget about him... Well, I'm not going to do much of anything, but I will use my big boy voice. But then saw that earlier in the day, there'd been a big brawl backstage because AJ Styles saw Damian Priest. So it was like, well, I'm going to be having a match with him later. So why don't I go and smack him around the face? I had been quite anticipating this because, of course, AJ Styles is really good and Damian Priest is really good. And I was like, especially, oh my gosh, I don't know who's going to win here. <laughs> I tell you who won. It's serious. I ain't joking. Nobody. Because for you see, after Damien had thrown AJ Styles out the ring, he got down on one knee, there was this weird sound effect, the lights went out, it all turned blue, he was all like, and just making strange noises, and then we cut to the commercial break, and nothing happened. I mean, can you imagine this in any other sporting contest? You're watching the Super Bowl, you get to the fourth quarter, and then both teams start bowing, there's a weird colour in the arena, and they just go back to the locker room. When AJ was at least allowed to do an interview after this, where he was like, that was bogus, and I still want to beat up Damian Priest and Edge. But this is one of the strangest things that Raw has done in ages. I mean, how did they think they could get away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids? Down. Cody versus The Miz was next, though. And once again, I sat there, and my brain was just like, well, what's going to happen? I love it. Seth Rollins also entered before the match to begin because he wanted to watch it up close and personal. And I won't lie to you, I was melting down. I was so scared. because so I was like, oh no. WWE is going to have Cody Rhodes lose via distraction. Thankfully, that didn't happen. Otherwise, they just had a solid match though with Cody Rhodes giving the Miz a storing suplex. He gave him that body slam thing that is so similar to Randy Orton's. We got to do that feud eventually. And when the Miz got him in the figure four, he was able to reverse it by slapping him around the face. I was invested. The crowd was so into this too, which was a joy. And eventually Rhodes hit the Cody Cutter. He followed up with the crossroads and he just beat Miz for the one, two, three. Once again, he came across like a star and dominant one at that. If I could give him the round of applause, I will do, but it will hurt. I don't like pain. I had enough of that growing up. 
but up. Rollins afterwards did get in the ring and basically said, hey, Cody, we should have another match at WrestleMania Backlash because when you turn up at WrestleMania, I wasn't prepared for you. And now that I am prepared, I will definitely win. I am all good with that because round one was awesome. And again, when it gets to round two, you assume Cody's going to win. Not 100%. Raw then went super goofy. Now, as you know, I'm very much into goofy wrestling. Very sadly, I actually have to duck out right now. But I went and got myself a replacement. Hello, yes, my name is Simone, Simon's better looking younger brother. And somewhat coincidentally, around this time on the show, we saw Tommaso Ciampa, who I suppose was basically re-debuting on Raw. This is when Ezekiel popped his head in and he was all like, good luck, brother. Which is also when Kevin Owens interrupted, so bring it down, that's 63 interruptions in WWE and 96 overall. He was trying to tell Chompa that it's not Ezekiel, his name is Elias, and we all know what he's doing. <laughs> but after Ezekiel, but after, but after Ezekiel had just walked off, Tommaso Ciampa was like, no, nah, man. You've got this wrong. That was definitely a Zeke. Kevin Owens sold this so well, though, he just stormed off. And I have no idea if, while he has such a problem, but I'm digging every single second. Because seriously, at the end of the day, as long as I'm entertained, who the flub cares? I'm giving it up. Hello, I am back. Sorry about that. Just had to run an errand. And very sadly, next on Raw, we had bad news. Because it was meant to be our women's tag team match. But as we were told, Rhea Ripley is undergoing COVID protocol. So mainly, I just hope that she's okay. Instead, we got Liv Morgan versus Naomi. And look, this was more than fine. It was okay. But because it is WWE and Liv Morgan won on SmackDown, Naomi hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the backwards... She got the one, two, three, and I suppose we'll get to this title match next week. Whatever. Up. And then, well, it was the VIP lounge. You know the rules here on ups and downs. If we have two talk show segments on one Raw, I run my own. This is not going to go well. Because yes, hello. Welcome to Simon Says with me and the puppet version of me. Hello, puppet version of me. How are we doing today? You're an asshole. Great man. I really do hate that guy. But actually, we never got to the VIP lounge because instead, Bobby Lashley just walked out. He was like, listen, MVP, you absolute sack of beans. I can't believe what you did to me last week. So you get your ass out here right now. Otherwise, I'm going to destroy your set. I was a bit like, Bob, it's just a bunch of chairs in the ring. I don't think anybody's going to care. However, I was completely wrong because MVP and Omos did appear and Omos now wears a suit. And the long and the short of it is this. MVP was very upset that Bobby Lashley didn't invite him to his WrestleMania match. And without Umvup, where the hell would Bobby Lashley be now? And Bobby Lashley then came back and said, that's not true. If it wasn't for me, you'd be on the retirement heap. So I'm going to come down there and kick your ass. Now, the best thing about all of this is that we did tease eventually we are going to do Bobby Lashley versus MVP. And I think that will be a good match. Before that, we're going to get another one between Omos and Bobby Lashley. And then, yes, Bob did indeed destroy MVP set. So I guess he's going to be sued. I suppose this was okay as well. I mean, it all depends how you feel about going back to the Bobby Lashley versus Omos stuff. I would have just kept it at a one and done at WrestleMania. But if you do want to keep it rolling, this is probably the way to do it. Hey, it's Sharon. And here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. 
Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It was 24-7 nonsense next. And this really does just keep getting weirder and weirder. Because our truth was here telling us he's really excited that Tazawa and Reggie were going to get married and he was doing this at their bachelor party. But when he heard that Dana Brooke and Tamina, there's nobody meaner, was also having a bachelorette party, he melted down, he got worried for the 24-7 championship, so they all decided to go and crash it. Later on we will get to this as well, but I'll just tell you about it now. And for the people, Los Lothario, who's turned up to this bachelorette party, they're like, oh man, let's do the kiss cam, which they did do with Tamina, hey ho, there's nobody meaner and Dana. This is when Nikki Ash turned up though, in her superhero suit, and was all like, hey man, I've got a stripper. All of this actually happened, but it wasn't a stripper. It was a 24-7 ref disguised as a stripper. So why he was doing that, I don't know. And of course, Nikki Ash tried to win the 24-7 title, but she failed. This is when Truth did pop up and he was said, look man, I'm gonna make a rule that nobody is allowed to attack anyone until we're past next week's episode of Raw. Well, I will marry both Reggie and Dana Brooke as well as Tamina Nobody Mina and Tazawa. And I sat there the whole time going, right, not only was this idea pitched, but it was greenlit and somehow made it to a television show that is broadcast to millions. Thing is though, this is exactly what I want from this. It is so bad. It comes full circle and becomes something I genuinely enjoy, maybe for all the wrong reasons, but I have given it up. We were then in Adam Pierce's and Sonya Deville's office where Austin Theory walked in and he basically went, uh, yeah, I want a US title shot. And they went, okay, because that's all you need to do in WWE to get a shot at the gold. But he also said, you now just have to call me Theory. Now, fair play to him. He actually did have a good reason here because after what happened at WrestleMania, he and Vince McMahon have decided they want nothing to do with the word Austin. However, this does mean he's now basically named after a Batman villain. But also, why did they agree to this? Straight away, Adam Pearce went, oh, okay, all right then, Theory. Does that mean if I walk around in the real world, I said, I want you to call me Flabblesticks, somebody would go, oh, hey, Flabblesticks. They'd go, no, your name is Simon. Shut up. I mean, if this keeps going on, eventually Theory is just going to be the letter T sponsored by Sesame Street. And then he did just leave, because why the hell not? Which is when Kevin Owens walked in. And as ever, 
He's just the best thing about life. Because he is still so furious about Elias Ezekiel to the point he wants to see a birth certificate or a library card. And after Adam Pearce told him all that stuff is confidential, KO was like, a library card is confidential. Without missing a beat, Adam Pearce just went, yep. So instead, Kevin has decided to do a lie detector next week. And look, this is the most sports entertainment thing ever, but execution is so important. Somehow it's being executed wonderfully. Bill also popped in here to say to Adam Pearce, oh, I just got to go to the ring to sort out who's going to be Bianca Belair's first challenger. And this was very well-timed because then Bianca Belair was taking on Zelina Vega in the match. And there's not really much to report here. She just whooped Vega's ass. She hit the KOD. She got the one, two, three to the point we're giving it up when Sonya Deville did come to the squared circle. And this is when things got interesting. Because after Sonya had run down all the potential opponents, be it Becky Lynch or Charlotte Flair or Alexa Bliss, at first I was like, well, you're going to have to find Alexa because she's gone missing. She got Bianca Belair to sign an open contract. And because she is a fighting babyface champion, she did agree. And after Sonya had done the big, oh my gosh, who's going to come out from that there our way? And we even had a drum roll. She chop-blocked Bianca Belair. She signed the contract, which means that WrestleMania backlash is going to be Bianca Belair versus Sonya Deville. Anna Pierce was also livid about this afterwards because she's abusing her power. And this time, let's absolutely keep this going. Like There was a time when it felt like Anna Pierce is going to be the good guy and Sonya Deville is going to be the bad guy and then we've just forgotten about it and I actually thought Sonya Deville was very good in her role here so if we are going to do that and Bianca Belair absolutely destroys her I have absolutely no problem with it the Alpha Academy was then here these guys just make me happy Chad Gable was also very clear to tell the Usos you better stay on your show because we're about to take on RK bro win the tag team titles and then maybe we'll beat you up too to become the unified ones and he's just so damn entertaining. He did the whole huge please, and it made me laugh. He also blamed the fact that he didn't win at WrestleMania on Gable Steveson. And do not forget, mark it in your calendars. The battle for the name Gable is coming soon. And I ain't joking. As said, it was then RK Bro versus the Alpha Academy for the 67,422nd time. But I don't care, because every single time they do this, it's just so good. Mostly because Randy Orton is having the time of his life. When he got the hot tag, he was so damn happy. You could feel the joy coming out of his body, which means it suits out the TV screen. It hits me in the face, and I start feeling good too. He also hit this great sequence towards the end, which ended with an RKO out of nowhere, where he beat Chad Gable. So I suppose that's them done for a while. Which is when things got very interesting, because who turned up on the big screen? It was the Usos. They zoomed out to confront the champs, and that missing a beat, Orton was like, oh, well, it's really good to see that Roman Reigns has let his bitches off the lease. And Jimmy and Jay ignored that and said, look, I'm going to respond to such terrible things. What I'm going to do is challenge you guys to a unification match. Riddle then compared this to Thanos trying to gather all the Infinity Stones. So I was having a great time when they all got interrupted by the Street Profits. So that is 64 in WWE and 97 interruptions overall. And Montez Ford was pissed. And he was like, listen to me, Usos. You don't get to jump the line. Which is when the Usos responded, there's only one line, the bloodline. I was like, dudes, that did not sound as cool as you hoped. Randy Orton was having none of this though. And he was like, look, let's settle it by doing the Usos versus the Street Profits, which became our main event for the evening. Now, I have to give it up for everything that preceded this because it was good. But also this match was absolutely brilliant as well. So mark up another 
you need to go watch all of it. We also need to put this kind of energy into all our WWE programmings because not only did it make sense, but it felt off the cuff, but also like it had a very specific direction and I wanted to see who was going to win. There was also this amazing bit where RK Bro and the Usos were eyeballing each other, which allowed Montez Ford to do this crazy dive over the top rope and take out the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And I sat there and thought to myself, man, even though Raw is crazy, crazy long, when they get it right, they do good. It also built to yet another Montez Ford hot tag which ended with one of these frog splashes where you go there's no way that's real I don't understand it and also the breakup here by the Usos that near fall was fire very sadly Angelo Dawkins was then thrown into reach of the ring post which allowed the Usos to hit the 1D on Ford which means they got the victory and I suppose we will get on to the next premium live event and we will do this unification match. Both sets of champs then stared off against each other and because the Street Profits and Riddle started to get into it, Randy Orton decided to give an RKO to Montez Ford, which is when the Usos popped up and gave him a super kick and I tell you, that was so well-timed to the point Raw went off air and I actively said out loud to no one, I now look forward to next week's show. Sometimes that definitely doesn't happen. I mean, there's every chance too this does end with the Usos becoming the Unified TNT Champions and RKO breaking up, which will make my heart come out of my chest and bleed. But I tell you, this was a good episode of Raw. I don't care who you are, and I'm giving it up. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Listen to this ACAST show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.